Overzealous Podcast. I'm your host, Chelsea. Thanks for uh, coming along for another week. I have missed doing this. I miss talking into a microphone all the time. This is the podcast where a girl just sits at a desk and talks to herself, and I haven't been able to sit down and just talk to myself. And it feels so good to finally be back. I have just a marvelous show for you today. I'm totally kidding. Like, you know what I hate about my old episodes is sometimes I say things like, I've got something really excited for you next week, or I'm doing a really special episode. And when you listen back, you're like, girlfriend, you're the only one that feels that way. Like no one really cares. They're just listening, listening passively while they're driving or working out. So stop saying that. There's certain things on this podcast that I like have said to try and be like a podcast. I'm not out here trying to be a millionaire or a billionaire, so I need to stop trying hard to be like other podcasts. I don't need to have ads. Ooh, I don't need to have a format. Ooh, I don't need to have a schedule. I don't need to do anything when I don't need to make money off of this. Be cool if I did. That'd be pretty sweet. Could you imagine? I, I've always, that's my first question for any famous podcaster, which what does famous mean anymore? Especially if it's a, a, a solo, obviously it would have to be a solo podcast, but my question would be, what is it like getting paid to talk to yourself? I have a few podcasters that are, you know, I'm a fan of and they're solo podcasters and they actually do a pretty decent job of it. And I want to be like, hey, how does it feel making money off of talking to yourself? Like I write notes all the time anyway. I talk to myself all the time anyway. So it would be absolutely insane to get paid to talk to myself, but I don't need to. And that's a wonderful feeling. So why have I been gone for so long? I don't even think it's been that long. I think my last my last episode was in November. I've already warned everyone that I can't be here every week like a normal podcast. Obviously, I'm going to try as hard as possible. Life update. I just finished my second math course. So if you recall from past episodes, I have to take three different math courses to um, be able to do my stats course. So I am two thirds of the way done and I'm so unbelievably happy just to have one left oh my goodness it's it feels so good and that last one all I have to do is get a c plus and I'm pretty sure I can pull that off in my sleep so I'm just so happy and I'm really 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 looking forward to getting back to psychology like that is my baby that is my life that I eat sleep live and breathe psychology And I'm really excited for the summer because I get to take my statistics course. Is that not the most saddest sentence uh, in the entire world? I'm so excited to have summer be here because that means I get to take a statistics course. And I know I was just being silly there by saying is that the saddest sentence in the world. It's obviously not. We can use sarcasm on this episode and we can know that that is not the saddest sentence, but it's a pretty sad sentence. Come on, get on board. It's a pretty sad sentence. I'm stoked to take statistics. Like, I'm not. Math was just that terrible. I hit a milestone with running. If you are following my Instagram and you've been following my running journey on here, I hit a wall and I wasn't doing really well. Um, It was really getting hard for me to even get in like half an hour, three days a week. And then I finally just, I finally just got mad at myself. And I got mad and this happens all the time. This is how I change my paradigms. This is how I change what I'm doing. I get mad at myself and I might've mentioned that 
that you have to get sick of your own shit to make a change. I got sick of feeling bad for myself and wanting to do better and I was feeling a little bit of envy for other people who were succeeding at, you know, their workout routines or whatever they were working hard at. And I finally pushed myself. So Wednesday morning, I finally made it up to 14.96 kilometers. And then on the Friday, which is really stupid, you should never do two long runs when you haven't done long runs. You should really train and work up to it. Um, but two days after that on the Friday, I did 16.54 um, kilometers. What's really exciting about this is my goal for this summer is to be able to run to a town and back. But this town is 14 kilometers away. So I already know I can get there. It's can I run back? I can take a bus back if I give up, but that is my new goal. And I'm really hoping to do it next week, but I really don't know what the weather is. The weather this week is horrendous. I have only ran on Tuesday and I did a 6K. Like, so tomorrow, regardless of the weather, I have to go and I'm just like terrified. Actually, let me pull up what the weather's gonna be doing. This is so scary. Oh my God, I hate how the weather app shows you it's raining, like straight up, it's raining. Ooh, Saturday I got some sun. Saturday, I gotta do a long run. Oy vey, Thursday raining, Friday raining, Sunday raining, Monday raining. Okay, cool. So that's winter in BC in case you guys wanted to know. Okay, I need to clarify, lower mainland BC, there's obviously snow in other places, but in the lower mainland, we never see that stuff. So it is weird. It's always just raining. Okay, so I wanna talk about some local news. I know that a few people in Ontario have seen a few things, have seen a few things about the Abbotsford schools here, uh, the elementary schools, but, so the first problem was a mother saw her child's homework and it was literally asking, what are some positives that came from having residential schools? Does anyone else remember that already happening in another I don't know if it was another country or another province, but I remember it and it happened like a few months ago and literally the same thing happened where a mother went to the internet and showed the assignment and the assignment was literally, give us some positives of residential schools. I don't even know where to start with that. Whenever someone's already made that mistake and then they do it again, it's like, I'm not even on the internet all day and I know that, that that has already happened. I obviously know that that is wrong to ask people that. But what's even weirder is this has already been an issue. Like, how did you not see that and learn from it and say, hey, that teacher actually tried to do that and it didn't end well for them. What? I just think, can we stick to, don't ever ask someone what a positive side was unless you've actually been through it. And even then, don't, don't comment on it. Like, I know this is a really silly analogy, but for me, there are positives to depression. That's not something I would ever tell anyone who is going through depression. There really is no positive side to depression. That being said, everything is relative. And to say that there are indigenous people out there that don't have positives, because I've seen people out there commenting saying, well, I personally know that there were positives, but that's just relative to your experience. The question is, is re are residential, what are the positives, some positives of residential schools? Overall, there are no positives. If your experience relative to you was positive, 
That absolutely doesn't mean that there's positives. Do you get what I'm saying? Am I making sense? Like I, maybe the depression thing was a decent analogy. I'm not too sure. For me, in my life, there have been positives, but you couldn't convince me that it would do any good to tell anyone going through it or who has gone through it or who has lost a parent to it or, you know what I, like, I'm never going to tell anyone that they're positives to having depression because they're not me. Also, just as a blanket statement, stop fucking trying to get indigenous people to see the positive sides of the ridiculousness just because you're not contributing to it, which you are by saying, what are the positives? But I think we live in this world where people are really like, well, I didn't live there, so I don't have to worry about it. And it's like, no one's asking you to all of a sudden be this crazy activist. Just don't ask stupid questions like that. Like, don't put that on in a kid's assignment. Because not only that, but you're just like giving this notion to kids who know nothing about that scenario that there might be some positives <laughs> there's no positives let's not have other kids growing up thinking that there might be positives okay okay all right moving on to the next issue because there's another issue with abbotsford schools and this one's been going around and i saw it and so okay i'm right i'm reading off my notes i'm gonna be real with you when it comes to information i'm gonna read off my notes okay because i don't I don't want to get anything wrong. So an Abbotsford mother is pissed about getting a fine because so two neighbor kids were playing together in a backyard and another neighbor called the cops on them. The day that we start calling the cops on our neighbors, I don't, I don't, I don't know, man. That's the scariest thing I've ever heard in my life. In my building, okay, I'm going to digress. I'm sorry. In my apartment building, we are all broke people. I'm not like, we're like lower middle class, okay? Like we're like, we're probably low class. But at this point in life, if you can afford your rent and your bills and your food, you're kind of well off, which is just absolutely sad. But in this building, we're all sort of in that scenario and we have each other's backs like you wouldn't believe. So there's a lady that lives down the hall from me. She is our good friend. She barely even speaks to us. And this little old lady saw a package delivered to my door. And we, Davis saw this. So it's not like she told us this. A package delivered to our door. We hear something outside. Davis gets up to look. And it's this little old lady fighting with a man because he was trying to steal our package. What the F? That little old lady. Guys, what? Okay, I'm sorry. I, I'm trying to stop saying guys because it's not all inclusive. Y'all, <laughs> everyone, what should I get this lady for Christmas? Please, if you get one thing from this podcast, from this episode, I need to know what I get this lady for Christmas because she's got our back like you would not believe. Like I, I don't have friends that have my back like that. My, my friends would be like, oh, dude, sorry, bro. He stole your package. I watched him. I was terrified. And I'd be like, yeah, you know, I wouldn't, I'd do the same thing. Her doing that and, and the little things that we all do, like Davis will come out and stick up for a neighbor if he hears someone in a fight. You know what I mean? Like if he sees drug deals going on, he'll run out and say, do not do that here. I don't care how you make your money. I don't care what you do in your spare time, but you're not doing it in this open family neighborhood. Like we stand up for each other and that's the only thing, the only thing that makes living in a shanty building 
pretty okay on my books. I'm okay with being here. It doesn't bug me. I don't feel poor. I don't feel trapped. I'm not really that trapped, but <laughs> I don't feel like terrible because we all have each other's backs here. The day that neighbors start calling the police on neighbors for stuff like that, I just, I don't know, man, that scares me. Like, I'm not saying anything. Like, I'm not, I'm not ever going to make assumptions on what that causes or what it does or what bad it could cause. Like, it just doesn't sit well with me. And calling the police on children. My goodness, that is absurd. So this Abbotsford mother is really upset about this. Um, and I, I kind of agree with her. Now, listen, I should have prefaced this by saying I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I'm not an anti-masker. I'm not any of those things. I'm out here following proper protocols. I've taken less shifts at work. I moved down in serving to expo and hosting because I didn't feel like I was able to keep up with everything and still give good service. Wow, that was hard to say. I'm not saying health officials um, aren't correct. I'm not saying that you know, this is this is going to help or it's not going to help. I'm not saying uh, health officials aren't correct in saying that, you know, no contact is the answer. But here's the thing. I, <laughs> it's hard to go from serving where you're literally touching people's spitty food and getting spit all over you and then see people getting fines for people playing outside. It is really difficult. It's going to affect families and that's where my concern is coming from. I am really, truly a child and family advocate, and I'm really worried for families right now. Also, another reason why I sort of agree with her is because I run every day, and I run by all of the, the schools, and every single day, the kids are in huge groups playing. I don't really get it with her. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, and not only that, but like they'll go on little like trips around the block and I'll be running and they'll pair them up to the point where no one else fits on the sidewalk and we have to like get really close and shoulder to shoulder and touch each other. And I get that it's a blanket statement. I get that this is the way that you have to do it. But then why are we just commies? Like, Jesus Christ, like, we're all gonna be okay with being like, well, I guess we all have to do this except for the rich people. Well, then let's try out communism over here in North America. If you're okay with that, then you should be okay with communism. <laughs> communism. I'm talking like, I think that everyone should live like ants and bees do. <laughs> in perfect harmony and everything would be beautiful. But here's another point. It's like, the problem with this is that rich people get to do it. This is the problem. When it's money and it's the haves and haves nots, you can justify, you can rationalize. Why? Because your brain has been taught to for eons. It's in our DNA to accept that some people are richer than us and some people aren't. And that's just life. We've reached an age where the rich now get to hang out with their families and we don't. You've got kids looking at Instagram and all the rich people get to, not only do they get to have family Christmas, but they also get to have parties. I don't know if you remember being a kid, it would do something to you to be told that you can't see your grandma for Christmas. And then you go on your, your Instagram and you see the Kylie Jenners of the world 
not only just hanging out with their family, but having parties, producing movies, uh, producing content. Like in every description of theirs, it's rapid COVID test. Don't worry, we're doing it safe. We've got rapid COVID testing. We now live in a world where making movies and making content is more important and those people deserve rapid testing and you can't see your family. I'm not saying like start a revolt, like let's change. I'm just saying, pay attention. Just let's keep paying attention and keep learning and wear your mask, wash your hands, try and stay inside, but keep paying attention. I don't, I'm not gonna see my family for Christmas. I probably won't see them for like another year to be honest with you my mother is incredibly immune compromised okay i have a quick side note can we as a team in north america who has all the privilege in the world to get educated stop saying educate yourself i don't know why but it's bugging me or that's uneducated educate yourself read a book that is the most privileged statement ever I don't know how many of you need to hear this, but education is still just a pretty privilege. It's still not a right. Not everyone can do it. Having a computer, having the internet, still a privilege. You have less stress, privilege, sorry, it is. Like you get to say, educate yourself. Why? Like, because you have the time and money to sit there and hang out on Google looking for this stuff? That's not something everyone has. Instead of saying, educate yourself, why don't you do some educating? The point to humanity is for us to find someone who does know something that we don't know and exchange information. I'm, and I, you know what? I'm coming at you as someone who, I'll be honest, I've probably said that. I've probably said it a few times and I'll probably say it again and I hope I catch myself and I don't say it because it's just silly. Education is a privilege. Thank you. Thanks for coming to my TED talk. I'm gonna digress now because, and hear me out on this, when people reach out to me, the thing that they mention the most is the little psychological things that I put in or the little tidbits or the little facts or something I've learned. So I actually want to give you a little bit of information on mood and reactivity to stress. So since people seem to enjoy like little things about the body and stress and all that, I'm gonna read you a little bit of, I'm going to sort of go through uh, mood and reactivity to stress. Now, this is something I actually wanna do. Like this, this type of stuff is why I started this is because I wanna to get to know the editing and recording and all like all of the stuff that would stop me from doing better at the actual content so that I know the steps that I have to take. I need to get used to the podcast process and the YouTube process so that I can get better at the content. And my hope in the future is that I can do like Bill Nye the Science Guy videos, but for like psychology and neuroscience. <laughs> Am I a nerd? Whatever, I don't care. I'll own that shit. Okay, so mood and reactivity to stress. This is from a textbook. It is an introduction to brain and behavior. It is a sixth edition. If you want uh, to know any more about it, just shoot me an email or something or comment or give me five stars and ask in a review. <laughs> also, give me five stars. Like... <laughs> Only five people have rated me and more than five people have reached out to tell me like, oh, you're doing a good job. Like, I'm going to need y'all to do more. Can you please rate me? 
I'm gonna need to ask you to do a little bit more. Please rate me. Okay, I'm sorry. Okay, so mood and reactivity to stress. A significant psychological factor in understanding depression is the reactivity to stress. Okay, here's a word. Monoa means the noradrenergic and serotonin. Holy shit. Your adrenaline and your serotonin activating systems, can I say it like that? It's it's serotogeneric, serotonin, serotonin generic. Okay, those systems, <laughs> if I had to give a presentation, I promise you I would practice those words. This is not a presentation, okay? <laughs> so your adrenaline and your serotonin activating systems modulate your hormone secretion by the hypothalamic pituitary adrenaline system or your HPA axis. So I'm going to call it the HPA axis because that's a lot easier. So when you're stressed, this axis is stimulated to secrete, oh man, corticotropin, corticotropin, Chelsea, I'm going to say this to myself, educate yourself. Practice the words before you go on. See, which is something I have to do when I initially, when I inevitably do this brain science, Bill Nye the Science Guy podcast. When we are stressed, the HPA axis is stimulated to secrete corticotropin releasing hormone, which stimulates the pituitary to produce ACTH. Please Google that. Don't make me say the word. <laughs> ACTH circulates through the blood and stimulates the adrenal medulla to produce cortisol. Normally, and this is where it's going to be a little bit easier to understand. So normally cortisol helps us deal with stress. It's part of that fight or flight system. If we cannot cope or if stress is too intense, excessive cortisol can wield a negative influence on the brain, damaging the feedback loops the brain uses to turn off stress response. If you have a toxic level of cortisol in this area and that feedback loop isn't closing off so that it can release the cortisol, it's just continuing to put this stress in your brain, in this system. Damaging the feedback loops the brain uses to turn off the stress response. A toxic level of cortisol can make your brain unable to turn off the stress response. I also feel like pointing out that because of all these different systems being involved in this, you can't relate depression to a single brain structure. I feel like a lot of us know this now, but if, in case if you're ever like, you know, you could just get over your depression. It's in this part of your brain. So maybe do this. You could be like, you're an idiot. <laughs> I guess I'm just like really worried about humans right now and their stress levels and families and their stress levels. And that's kind of why I wanted to come on here and, uh, and talk about that. I just think that there's a lot going on right now and a lot being said. And at the end of the day, I just kind of want to be like, yo, stop putting out opinions. Let's ask questions. Let's 
have conversations, let's learn. Like, so I'm gonna take it back to families because that's that's my main concern. So I saw a meme that claimed uh, servers were reporting less tips and a higher harassment uh, level. And now I'm gonna be real with you. This was in a group that I'm in called All That Men Bring to the Table is the Audacity. <laughs> I'm there for the humor. People are really funny in that group. And I'm a woman, like this is my experience, right? So there's certain things that I've been through with men that I just like seeing a meme about it and making a joke about it because it's funny. I'm a woman, this is my experience with men and I love being in groups like that. I'm not a man hater, I'm actually a man advocate. I'm, I'm a man advocate, <laughs> But I do like being in groups that make fun of people because I love making fun of people, not individuals, just groups. I like making fun of groups. Sometimes dogs. I like dog groups where they make fun of dogs. So this meme was posted there and it was with a caption that obviously was trying to say that it was men that are the problem, which I don't agree with at all on any level. They were trying to be like, well, only dirty men who harass women and don't tip are going out to restaurants. I'm like, I don't think that's it. I can definitely acknowledge that where I work is a breakfast place. So there's going to be a different clientele, but I mean, I was, I, I was still getting harassed and it wasn't from just men. <laughs> So here's the thing. I mean, I got the normal harassment, you know, the normal, like, oh, the sexy lady's seating me. Oh, the sexy, and that's just, that's normal in the restaurant industry. For me, when I was serving, the people that really, really, really were getting on edge and really yelled at me were families. And I didn't find this before the pandemic. I, I think it was everyone, um, but it was families for me. And here's the thing that I really found interesting. It's not the Karens of the world. No, 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 no. This problem of people just yelling at their server for nothing. Like I had like a, a, a grape had a cut in it and a piece of kale had a piece of it that was a lighter green. And I was yelled at for that by a mother sitting with her family on Thanksgiving weekend. Okay, so that's my, that's one story I'm gonna get into. It's, it wasn't the Karens of the world. It wasn't the let me speak to the managers. It, this did not, discriminate uh, culture or color or anything. The matriarch of every single family is on edge and is freaking out and is yelling at their server. And you know what? I decided I wasn't even gonna blame them and that I was gonna make less money instead. I'm gonna move down, I'm gonna take less shifts and I'll take less instead. Okay, so I will quickly tell the story of what happened to me and how I ended up, like how I ended up being like, this isn't worth the money. So I'm serving one day and I get this family and they're such a nice family. It's a mom and two kids. And the entire time, so nice. Like I'm going out of my way to make their life better. They're going out of their way to make my life better. Not really, they left their phones on the table and then I had hot burning plates, but whatever, I'll lie. They were really nice, you know, surface nice. So I give them their food. And now I should point out this was on Thanksgiving weekend. So we're almost like, I haven't seen my mother in a year now. It's been a year. I can't see her. I've already said that she's vulnerable, you know, whatever. These are all not important to the conversation. So I'm serving this family and everything's going well and then they get their food. And then I come up to say, hey, is everything okay? And this lady on Thanksgiving weekend decided to freak out about the kale which is a garnish. It's a garnish on the plate. It's not a salad, guys. It's not a salad. It was a garnish. The kale garnish on her plate 
wasn't the kind of the full green she wanted. And one of her grapes weren't fresh enough. Now, don't get me wrong. I get what false, false advertisement is. She was like, it says fresh fruit in your menu. This lady wanted to like stop me and full on yell at me for like a good half an hour. I couldn't even walk by her because it got to the point where, well, now everyone else in my section starving me because you need me to stand here and listen to you. So I've got to move on. And there was just something about her looking up at me on Thanksgiving long weekend when there wouldn't be fresh fruit deliveries. <laughs> like there's no tree back there that I plucked that grape from. There's no uh, garden that I got the kale from and that's never gonna happen. I do get false advertisement, but at some point you've gotta use a little bit of critical thinking skills. So I'm gonna argue that that woman had a toxic amount of cortisol and she's been stressed at some point and she doesn't know how to dial it back. But it was the weirdest thing and it was the saddest thing because that's when I was like, an extra hundred dollars a week isn't really worth this. I'm not doing this. I refuse to be yelled at on Thanksgiving by a family who gets to eat a nice meal with their family. That's all I'm saying. I don't, I'm not saying she's wrong. I'm not saying she's right. I'm just saying that I refuse to put up with that kind of stuff anymore. Which brings me to my next funny thing. Um, stick up for your local clerk, cause we're all quitting. No, but like seriously, they need you to stick up for them. Not in a full on asshole way, but in like a for real dog sort of way. Like I'm not on EI or anything like that. I have nothing. I have absolutely nothing. I sit here and I accumulate debt. That is what I do. This one time I was at a McDonald's and this girl was getting reamed out by packs of adults. So this girl's getting yelled at and it's a shit show. Like I won't lie to you, it was definitely a shit show. This girl's getting yelled at, there's like two or three people working, clearly they're just understaffed, everyone's yelling at her. I, so this was when I used to have to travel to Vancouver in the morning. So you can't go to the washroom when you first get up. Like no one can. If you can, you're crazy. You're Superman. Go have a good poop. Call me in the morning. I can't. So naturally, by the time I got to Vancouver and into this McDonald's line, which I was like, I'm buying something so I can take a shit. <laughs> but here's the thing. So I had to go so bad and this guy's just reaming her out and reaming her out. And I'm like, I'm not having this anymore. And I finally was like, this is McDonald's. You do not need McDonald's. You could have packed a lunch. Stop yelling at that little girl. Hi, ma'am, may I please have the washroom key? Cause I really got to take a shit. Like I kid you fucking not. And like, what? Like, why did I even have to do that? Like, why, why is this happening? Why is our world like this? Oh my God, are you ready for this? I have to end this episode because I've already passed what I ever wanted to do. Uh, time-wise, I always want these to be short. I was gonna call this podcast the thing that I wanted to talk about the most and I did not talk about it at all. So now I have to re-listen to this, edit it, and find a new title and make another episode of what I actually wanted to talk about. So that's not bad news, guys. That's not bad news. Sorry I said guys. That's not bad news, y'all. It is not bad news. It means that I have to hop on here even quicker and pound out another episode of Overzealous. Thank you so much for paying attention. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I will see you next time.